Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 78 of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Brian Lockhart of Hamilton Shot by Shot. Welcome back, Brian. Eat your heart out, Movies by Minutes. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Just uh, make sure that nobody from the West German Volksfreie movement is uh, is following <laughs> what you're doing here. No kidding, we've we've been we've been kicked out even if, uh, <laughs> if we're no longer with. You you've been expelled. You've been yeah. expelled. <laughs> I'm gonna be if I keep it up, I'm gonna be expelled from the movies by Minus Group. So <laughs> nah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Jim Jim likes us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he needs us as uh, fill-ins for uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, when when we do uh, the group projects. Yeah, <laughs> I always volunteer, but he 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 hasn't needed my help yet. But <laughs> but yours, I know he got a lot of. So <laughs> I made good. myself extra available. <laughs> there you go. That worked. All right. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Well, by the way, for anyone who's, who's curious as to what we're talking about, we're, we're talking about two months ago, we finished up the uh, fifth group project from the Movies by Minute uh, community, which was Silverado, Silverado Minute. You can uh, you can go over and find that. Uh, just do a quick search for Silverado Minute, and you can listen to all 100 and was it 130 episodes, I think, something like that. Sure. Uh, it, we, we finished it. We're all now preparing for the next one for the sixth, uh, collaborative project, which, uh, am I allowed to say what it is? What do you think? I think it's already been announced, right? It's both. It's been announced for us, but you know, uh, there, there you two go. months from now it'll be out. It's fine. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's, it's Bowfinger, Bowfinger. So anyone, anyone who's interested, you know, get, get your cue ready to, to start listening to many groups of us talking about Bowfinger, mm-hmm. you know, so. All right, so minute 78 begins with the SWAT guys uh, running back to base uh, amidst, amidst the smoke and ends with Al making a joke. So yesterday we, we ended the minute with uh, lots of smoke uh, uh, coming out of the, the Nakatomi building. And this minute begins right afterwards where we get to see uh, numerous SWAT guys you know, running across. Now, what's what's really funny is is if you take a look, and if you if if and if you paid attention uh, earlier in the movie, we can actually see who the two SWAT guys are that are running. Mm-hmm. Are you able to, to to notice any of them? I I didn't pay much attention other than the fact that they were running. <laughs> right. So at least the way they look, one of them looks like the guy who got uh, you know pricked by the uh, by by the rosebush. Okay. Okay. And the second one is is another guy who uh, last last week when we were talking about him, I kept mentioning about the fact that he looks like he's really out of shape and uh, you know huffing and puffing along as he's going. It does not look like your typical SWAT guy. <laughs> now, apparently, apparently one of the extras probably uh, you know called in sick. They had to just grab some some guy from the crew and say, okay, put this on and pretend that you're a SWAT guy. And he's like, oh, I'm not in shape. And they're like, ah, eh, no one knows. No one's going to be doing a movies by minute uh, project of this 35, 34 years from now. Don't worry about it. No one will even notice you. You're just going to go by really quickly. But <laughs> ah, we caught them. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
you know, at, at this point we see the the uh, the guys in the the police command command center. You know, you have uh, Powell, and then you have the the SWAT guy, and you have the the guy who who will play Ricky in Die Hard Three, and obviously uh, Dwayne T. Robinson. So they the the guy who plays Ricky in Die Hard Three, he's known here as Young Cop. That's the, that's huh. his credit. That's and funny. so they, they they slowly like raised their heads from from after they were hiding behind the car and Robinson gets gets to to express everyone's feeling by going holy it's <laughs> <laughs> a good line it's a good delivery I mean yeah yeah and he, he does a great job of he's really assessing the situation really well no question about that and we, we then we get a shot of the RV which is no longer on fire. Do you, do you have an explanation as to why? The blast must have blown out the fire, the flames. That's what I'm going with. Apparently. But you can also see what looks like a helmet. So is is that a corpse? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe. And actually, it looks like maybe there's there's a guy on the ground there also. Or is that just equipment? I don't know. There's something on the right-hand side on the ground there at the bottom of those steps, which could be another body. Hmm. Don't know. That's uh, uh, yeah, don't know. <laughs> and I mean, again, there's there's tons of smoke coming out of this this building, and they they start panning up, and it really looks ominous. And then as they're panning up, the shot changes, and then we get a a close up, or we get a shot that that turns into a close up of Thornburg. And we see behind him a woman who's very scared on on his uh, right on on his right, but our left. And then you see the cameraman who's who's playing around with the focus on his uh, on his camera, or or maybe he's zooming in or something like that. And at this point, Thor- Thornburg goes, "My God, tell me you got that." And the the cameraman goes, "I got it, I got it." And he goes, "Eat your heart out, Channel 5. <laughs> That's so, great. so if, if you know his uh, his station is Channel Four, so basically, you know it's 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 a great line, but it, it made me wonder, you know, like what is you know I, I I didn't grow up in LA, so I couldn't tell you what the channels were, right? But like, is is Channel Five? Are they making a comment about that Channel Five is is a great channel, and therefore, you know. Uh, they should have gotten this type of thing. Like, is it is it an in joke for people in in LA who would know what Channel Five is? You know, it, it would be like them saying, you know, uh, uh, if you were to say, eat, eat your heart out, uh, HBO, then everyone would say, okay, I understand, or eat your heart out, CNN, that type of thing. You know, I mean, it, it's possible, but I always just assume it was like just, you know, we're Channel Four, they're Channel Five. I mean, literally, they they could have said Channel Six News Team from like Anchorman, just. In my opinion, like that's that's just they're using. I, I never looked at it any more than just one of their rival channels. They're they got something up on them, but right? Maybe, no, maybe for sure, I, for I, sure. I the question yeah, is, is, is there something you know yeah. embedded in 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 the right. thing? So, I mean, I wasn't able to find the uh, the channels from 1988. I can I was able to find what the channels are today. You know, and and Channel Four is KNBC which is the NBC channel and channel five is KTLA, which is currently the, the CW. So oh. <laughs> it would, it would make more sense if it was the opposite, 
but yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the CW back then. <laughs> yeah. So, um, KTLA was actually bought in 1964 by Gene Autry, oh, and funny. he bought it for 14 million dollars. And in 1983, he sold it for 245 million dollars. Wow, good investment. Uh, yes, I would say that's a very good investment. Um, and KNBC is no longer known as it's now just officially NBC, but the, the, you know they have to have the FCC registration, which has uh, the extra letter, so that's still K. Mm. But on 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 TV itself, it it is used only. Uh, uh, it they just use the N, NBA NBC on that. Yeah, and so I, I mentioned about Channel Five. So it was actually before it was bought up by the WB network in 1995, KTLA Channel 5 was one of the leading independent TV stations in the nation. Which is why I do assume that he's making a jab at them. That this isn't just something they threw in there. You know, it's something that makes makes sense where he says, you know, eat, eat your heart out, Channel 5. Yeah, so, that, no. that makes sense. Yeah. And at this point, we get a very grainy shot of TV footage, which is the, 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 the way they do the transition is great because, you know, we see the cameraman, uh, shooting and then we just, the, the shot changes and it's a grainy photo of SWAT guys. And, you know, we're, we're listening to the, to the news. We have Gail Wallens who rejoins us. Do you, do you, do you know who, who plays Gail Wallens? Did you pay? Have you recognized I didn't, her? I recognize her. I didn't look her back up, but is she the psychiatrist from uh, Lethal Weapon? Yes, she is. Okay, that's yeah. I, I've been watching a lot of those movies, uh, the Lethal Weapon movies, a lot in the last maybe year, uh, and so I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's her. Right. <laughs> I know she's been in other things, but that's right. This, you know. this is Mary Ellen Trainer, who uh, she passed away in 2015. We we've already talked about her a little bit, but uh, she was married to Robert Zemeckis for like 20 something years. Before they got oh, divorced. Okay. So she was in Romancing the Stone. She was in the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, she was in the Goonies. She played the mother in the Goonies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She was in Forrest Gump. Uh, she was in uh, Back to the Future. No, sorry. She was in Back to the Future 2. Yeah, I was trying to think. I'm yeah, like, sorry. She was in Back to the Future 2. Uh, and uh, she was in Scrooged. And uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> and just like Vigo the Carpathian, she's also in Ghostbusters too. She plays the brownstone mother. Oh yeah, I, I yeah yeah. But the, her best credit okay. is that she's also in Ricochet, and her credit is Gail Wallens. Ah, all right, nice. So she gets the to, they they show that 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 this movie and Ricochet take place in the same universe. Ah, nice. Apparently, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Great right. little thing. So she yeah. starts giving a little bit of her report. She says, we've had an update on the terrorist takeover in the Nakatomi building. Sources say the terrorist leader, Hans, maybe this man, Hans Gruber. And then they show a picture of him on the screen. We'll talk about the picture in a second. A member of the radical West German Volksfrei movement. Strangely, the Volksfrei leadership issued a communique an hour ago stating that Gruber had been expelled from that organization. So th this this whole segment is very strange to me because the last time we saw Gail Wallens 
you know, the, everyone in the station didn't care about what's going on in Nakatomi. You know, that was the 10 o'clock news. They didn't mention anything about the, the terrorist takeover of the Nakatomi building. So, you know, now she's saying we have an update. So I guess that means that Thornburg actually finally got a report in at some point. Probably, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it makes sense, but it's just something that 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 feels missing from the the way it is. Now, the I checked the West West German uh, Volksfrei movement, and uh, that is not a real group. <laughs> Shocking. Yes, it is. It's apparently based on a on a real group. It's inspired by the real life left wing socialist terrorist organization, the Bader Meinhof Group from Germany. So that makes sense. So let, let's get into the picture of Hans Gruber. What sure. did you notice about this picture that looks very strange? Um, well, he's clearly younger. I thought, I thought his hair, I mean, obviously his, like his hair and his beard look different, but other than that, um, I didn't think much of it. I just assumed it was probably an old picture of Alan Rickman that they, um, that they used, you know, from something. Well, did you notice what he's doing in this picture? No, I, I guess I didn't put a lot of focus on it. He's 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 holding a coffee cup. He's oh, holding yeah, a coffee I mug. It was like he's walking or something. He's, you know, like, yeah, hey. that's what I always thought. I always thought he was walking, and now I just paid attention to the picture. He has a coffee mug in his hand. There is a coffee urn on the side of him. There are coffee cups, whatever. <laughs> so, so apparently they took this picture, you know, at the craft uh, table yeah. at some point. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know. They're like, uh, you know, uh, hey, why don't you just go over there for a few minutes, Alan? We want to take a few shots of you, you know, uh, while you're drinking your coffee, while you're holding your coffee. I, I mean, I find it funny that that's the picture they're going to show on the news of a terrorist. Let's show a picture of him drinking coffee. Yeah, maybe it's meant to be like they captured him coming at, you know, at a coffee house. You know, it's yeah. like one of the few known, you know, photos of a known terrorist that usually are in hiding or something. So they have to use this weird grainy photo of him having a coffee. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's very weird, you know, the whole thing. And then the whole thing with the Volksfrei movement of them issuing a communique. Now, this isn't – we know this is not a terrorist act. So why would Hans tell a terrorist group that he was part of that I'm about to go do do a terrorist act in LA? You well, know, there I had to have been he, there had to have been a reason for them to issue this communique. Well, he's I, I think they're I think they're serious when they say he's been kicked out of the group. He he's he was probably doing his own thing or or even too radical for them or or whatever. And so they're like, look, he's claiming you know, like you, we know that you guys probably know he's part of our or group or was, and 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 he's claiming to be doing this terrorist activity, you know, for not money reasons, but for like political reasons, and they want to come quick out and be like, do not come hard down on us for this act. We didn't do it, and I, I we've seen stuff like that happen in the past when, when a um, like a terrorist act would happen, and sometimes like uh, one of the known terrorist groups are like, "Well, it wasn't us. We're not taking credit for it," you know. And other times, terrorist groups would take credit. Maybe they didn't actually have anything to do with it, you know. So correct. But, just, but again, how would how would the Volksfrei movement know that this is uh, a plan by Hans Gruber? They, uh, oh, they oh I see what you're saying. Like they they don't know who the culprit is. Exactly. So yeah. So how would how would they know? And out? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, 
that's a good that's a good point. That's a little bit of a if they had done the report first and then they followed up with a hey, we just got a a statement from this group. It would have made more sense, I think. Yeah. But I think they're just they're just throwing it all in now for the sake of brevity, probably. Yeah, it could be. Right. No, but also it's possible that because, you know, it was on the 10 o'clock news and again, we don't know what time it is now. Maybe maybe now it's 11 o'clock or maybe right. it's even or actually maybe it's even midnight at this point because Thornburg has already been set up there and stuff like that. But maybe at some point in the news, they mentioned that the terrorist leader's name is Hans. And then, you know, the people in the Volkswagen said, oh, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Maybe this is Gruber and we're going to say that uh, we have nothing to do with it. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, have Have you ever heard the name Gruber beforehand? No. So Gruber. I mean, I've right. I've I've always referred. Uh, you know, the the only reference I've had ever to Gruber was was Hans Gruber. Gruber. Right. But so it's a common German surname from Austria and Bavaria, and it refers to a person from a geo, geological depression, mine, or pit. It oh. is the most common surname in Austria. Oh. Okay, and they have Smith. All, yeah. And they have a whole list of people named Gruber here that I found. I found there must be at least 50 people on this list that <laughs> that that are named Gruber. I'm obviously not going to go into all of them. Um, I was trying to see if there's any that would that would uh, you know stick out among the others. I mean, there's a uh, uh, I think it was like a composer named uh, yeah Franz Gruber was a composer of Silent Night. Oh. Uh, he lived from 1787 to 1863. There's a Western and detective fiction writer named Frank Gruber. There are two army generals who are brothers, Edmund Gruber and William Gruber. There's also Mick Gruber too, right? Is there a Mick Gruber? There's, there's, there are two Michael Grubers. I, I, were you making a joke? I, yes. I didn't catch it. Mick <laughs> yeah, Gruber? Is, isn't it the Saturday Night Live guy that's supposed to be like the ah, like Gruber? Mick, <laughs> no, but that's ah, Mick, Mick uh, Gruber. That's what the V, yeah. right? <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, Mick Gruber. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you, you got me on that one. That's true. <laughs> didn't think about that one. There is a professional football player from Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers named Paul Gruber. Hmm. There is a shark biologist named Samuel Gruber. You know, shout out to uh, to to uh, listeners of the show from uh, the Deep Blue Sea podcast who who love sharks. So there you go. Look up uh, Samuel Gruber, who was from who was born in 1938 and passed away in 2019. He was a shark biologist. There is a famous uh, Austrian chess player named Theodore Gruber, and there is a uh, inventor named Tom Gruber. Don't know what he invented, but uh, yeah, interesting. And then there are uh, fictional people named uh, named named Gruber. Obviously, we have Hans Gruber. We have Lieutenant Hubert Gruber, who was on the British sitcom uh, Alo Alo. On the 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 Torpedo Man on the American TV show Mikhail's Navy Navy was known Lester, was known as Lester Gruber. Ah. Um, in the Paddington Bear series, there's a Mr. Gruber. Uh, Gaster's uh, sidekick in Parappa the Rapper anime is named Gruber. Uh, obviously, we, we'll, we'll talk about this in a few seasons from now, but Simon Gruber. 
you know, from mm-hmm. uh, uh, who's Hans's brother from uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen that one yet. Um, in the movie The Sound of Music, there's a character named Ralph Gruber. In Hogan's Heroes, there was a character named uh, Fritz Gruber, who was one of the uh, Germans. And the movie Reanimator had a character named Hans Gruber. Did you ever yeah. see Reanimator? I've bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it all the way through, but I, yeah, I'm aware of well, it. Well, now you have to go back and listen and, and watch it again just to see, uh, you know, where, where Hans Gruber, who yeah. is Hans Gruber. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's pretty much all all the Grubers we got for today. <laughs> hmm. And then uh, the shot changes, and we we now have a conversation between uh, John and uh, and Al again. He goes, Al, do you copy? Are you all right? Yeah. I'm fine. And he starts coughing. He goes, what, what What was that? Remember that plastic explosive I told you about? Yeah. There you go. Is the building on fire? No, but it's going to need a paint job and a load of screen doors. <laughs> so I, I love that line. I think that's one of uh, Powell's best lines in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Good delivery again. And yeah. yeah great delivery. It just, uh, it really flows when when he says that, you know, and it makes me wonder, why is he asking if the building is on fire? Is he basically saying, do I got to get out of here? I guess. I, I, I guess he just assumed an explosion would cause a fire, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, could be. Um, And that that's all I have for this minute. Do you have anything else? The only thing I have is uh, the part where he's like, did you get that? And he's like, I got it. I got it. Uh, made me think of uh, I was watching some like news bloopers and. It was clearly they were about to do like a uh, uh, controlled implosion of a building and the news was going to watch it or, you know, film it. And just as it was it, like they were literally doing a countdown and like a bus pulled right in front and stopped. And they're like you could hear the cameraman like yelling at him and then the explosion goes off and he's swearing. Of course, they're beeping it out because he's like, move that you know thing. And I when I watched that. I laughed so hard. Like it was the, probably the one of the funniest things I've seen because you know, it wasn't like it wasn't done for comedy. It was just like the odds of this bus stopping right in front of this pre-positioned camera and the guy losing his mind because he missed the shot <laughs> because this darn bus oh, was wow. in the way. It made me think of that one way when he said, yeah. I got it. I got it. So that, that's all I had. Though. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So the, the script has a few things that, that I wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, it, it mentions that after he says to the cameraman, did you get all that? And the cameraman says, yep. And then it says, Thornbird looks at his competitors still setting up. And then he says, eat your heart out, Channel 4. So this, the script originally said Channel 4, and they changed it to Channel 5, perhaps due to the reason that I mentioned earlier. Who knows uh, the, the reason? And at this point, this is where it says, Franco says to Hans about the artillery, you know, what we talked about yesterday. And then it, it gives us a shot of Holly, who is comforting Ginny, you know, her secretary. And then we have the conversation between uh, McLean and and Powell, and it, it goes a little differently because McLean goes, Al, Al, the guy's in the car. Did they make it? And then it says Powell on the street watching as the survivors are pulled out of the wreck and to safety. Powell says, safe and sound, thanks to you. What the f*** was that? The plastique I found. Hmm. And then he asks about if the building, it says worried, is the building on fire? And then 
his response is the same as in the movie. No, nope, it's going to need one hell of a paint job and a load of screen doors. So, yeah, no, I like that. I like, I like the fact that they show that McLean is concerned about the cops that, that were in the, the RV. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, 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 that's his main motivation here. You know, it's, it's, it says a lot about the character. I understand that why they cut it, but it's still, you know, it would, it would show that he really is, is doing it not just to stop uh, Hans, but also because he cares. Unlike Robinson, who will say something, but won't do any, any, you know, he won't act on it. Right. You know, that type of thing. All right. Great. So every Wednesday, we have a segment called Hans Hump Day where my guests will give their top five Alan Rickman performances. So what have you got for us? All right. Uh, number five would be Dogma. And uh, number four, um, Galaxy Quest. Uh, I forget the name, his character's name in that, but he's he's great as the put upon, like, I hate being Spock, but, you know, it's just great. Um, I hate being Spock, but I'll still be Spock. Right, exactly. It's what I'm known for, but I hate it. Um, I was I was really torn on these next two um, rankings, so I, I I'm gonna go with number three, uh, him as the sheriff of Nottingham in, in Robin Hood. Okay. Um, I, I will say I probably know, I mean I feel like you know Die Hard and 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 that were some of his best villain roles, <laughs> but um, uh, I I had to put Snape. In, from the Harry Potter movies as number two, and I, I'm sorry I couldn't pick one Harry Potter movie where I'm like you got it, you got it. I'm forcing. Oh you. come on, I'm, right, forcing I'm, you. I'm forcing you. I'm forcing you. All right, if you're forcing me, I will go. Man, that's too bad because he's he's really good in some of the later films, but I'll just go with the first one then, because he's he plays that like you think he's the bad guy, but he's not. You know, he's he hates him. He still hates him, but he's not really a bad guy. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with the um what is that called the the philosopher's stone the, the you know so, sorcerer's stone philosopher's stone, stone philosopher's yeah. stone if you're in Europe yeah uh, and then of course Hans Gruber Die Hard number one that's his best there you go for sure I'll mention that I I didn't rank but uh, I forgot he was the bad guy in Quigley Down Under um which is yes. a great movie but yeah no uh, Die Hard's number one for sure yeah okay excellent all right you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with Brian Lockhart. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do the Hamilton Shot by Shot, which is at Hamilton uh, Shot by Shot on Instagram, uh, Marvel Events Timeline Pod on Instagram for that show, and uh, Marine Corps Movie Minute um, is another show I've completed, for, which is in the Movies by Minutes category, and it's just out there in podcast land if you want to look for it. All right, and finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, or you can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. So, until tomorrow, yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay.